BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. We always love our Mailbag Mondays, but especially a Mailbag Monday on the heels of a perfect week for the 76ers. I'm Brian Seltzer. Lauren Rosen, how are you? Hopefully on this snowy Monday, you are staying as comfy and cozy and well inoculated as possible from the elements outside. I am comfy, I am cozy, and I am happy that the Sixers made the comeback that they made last night in Indiana. Just so cool. It was, erasing a 20-point deficit, a first in over 10 years. They hadn't done it since 2008, beating the Pacers 119-110. to We've got a ton to get to and recap from the week that was. A bunch of voicemails, record turnout on the voicemails, a bunch of submissions about Tobias Harris on social media, and we're going to cover that. But I think, Lauren, we do have to start by acknowledging a great performance by the Sixers, not only a win to stretch their winning streak to three with the 119-110 win at the Pacers, but to me, and we've kind of discussed this, I can't remember in what forum, because we have lots of forums. We're lucky. We have lots of forums we get to talk to each other. And I think this whole narrative about, well, they're not a great road team. They're a good road team. Come on. Before Monday night, they had won all their road games when all five starters played. That was a thing from last year's team. Totally ridiculous that that's been carried over to this year, in my opinion. The big thing I wanted to see about last night, whether it's home or road or on the moon, I wanted to see the Sixers win a game without Joel Embiid. And not only did they do that last night for the first time this season, they did it in dramatic, resilient fashion. I'm with you. I'm out on the narrative of the Sixers are bad on the road. I, I get that they had challenges there in the past. That was a different team. This was a different season. As you said, when that starting unit is intact, they have not lost on the road. They have not lost at home. That group is just so strong regardless of where they are. I agree that last night was big to finally pull off a road win without Joel. And I'd also add that the home road thing this season is so messed up anyway without fans. That, that every building feels a little less like a home game and a little less like an away game. So I'm not even that into dissecting home versus road at all. I don't know how you feel about that, but just the environment is so different 
that I'm not sure it's worth the the weight that it's already gotten. Completely agree with you. And before we really jump into the mailbag, here's what I want to say about that. This is what I am into as far as narratives. The Sixers, by far and away statistically, are the best fourth quarter team in the entire friggin' league. And I love that. I think that what Doc Rivers says is true. That is a trait that if you show it enough, and the Sixers have in this first month and a half of the season, it's something that has staying power and is lasting and matters in the most critical time of the year in the playoffs. I believe that. I also personally think that there could be few things more important for the building of trust between a new head coach, his staff, and a team than when a game's on the line, in the guts of a game, you lay out a plan, the guys follow it, and then they see success. I think that's so huge to getting buy-in. I love that you said that, and, and I love that they did it with primarily reserves last night, that the reserves figured out how to work this zone. And Doc said, you know what? Yes, Dwight, Furkan, Matisse, we're going to ride with you guys till the end because it's working. And they were really able to pull it out. I love what you said about being a great fourth quarter team last night, especially. I'm just going to give you a few of my favorite stats. Tobias Harris, 10 points in the fourth quarter. 11 points in the fourth quarter alone. Dwight Howard, five rebounds in the fourth quarter. Matisse Seibel, four steals in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's just like crazy productivity. And, and when you look at it that way, you understand how they made the comeback. But I'm just so impressed with each of those guys, none of whom are technically the Joel Embiid centerpiece of it all, making a real impact and coming together in a new way with that zone defense and just making it happen. It was so cool to watch. It was just a joy. That fourth quarter last night might have been my favorite quarter of Sixers basketball this year. It was not a, oh, by accident, fluke comeback. It was deliberate tactical decision made by Doc Rivers to go to the zone, and then the players thrived within that, especially Matisse Thibel and Ben Simmons leading the way. He kept Dwight Howard in there, even though Dwight didn't start. Dwight was there to start gobbling up rebounds and shut off the paint where Indy had success, and then Tobias started doing his thing, and Ferk, <laughs> Ferk. What a joy to watch for honestly watching Furkan succeed. It feels like it feels like you're watching yourself succeed. You know, he's just it, it's just such a joy to see him do what he does. We got that little side eye smirk at the end of the game that was just really satisfying to see from Furkan. I, I like what you said about the zone. I think it's important to note that after the game, Doc Rivers called it the John Cheney zone, which I thought was really special and meaningful. And, and I know he said that to the team as well. So I would imagine it was meaningful for the two of them, or for, sorry, for the whole team. Um, the two of them that I'm thinking about is Ben Simmons and Matisse Seibel. Matisse after the game said that it must not have been fun for the other team to play against the two of them. And that was clear, I think. No question. And just to give you some of the numbers or the number, I'll give you two numbers. Sixers net rating in fourth quarter is almost 15 per 100 possessions. That is by far, that's six points better than the next closest team, which is the Brooklyn Nets. Sixers only team in the NBA with a defensive rating in the fourth quarter that is sub 100. So um, I think that speaks for itself. Just a terrific, terrific win for the Sixers on Monday at Indy. Three in a row, first on the road without Joel Embiid, a chance to sweep this three-game road trip coming up on Wednesday. Lauren, this was just the icing of the cake, this comeback on Sunday night. There was so much that happened. The 76ers went unbeaten since the last mailbag Monday, which was after their loss at Detroit. Huge game against the Lakers on Wednesday, a big effort by Joel Embiid at Minnesota on Friday, so it's time now to get to the old mailbag. Let's do it. It was such a good week. I can't believe that 
since the last mailbag. Tobias Harris hit a game winner. Joel Embiid showed MVP play, and the team came back from a 20-point deficit. Great week. I think all the Sixers should be the Eastern Conference players of the week this week. Yes, I don't disagree. Well, listen, when you rack up three wins and you start that streak off with a huge monumental win at home over the Los Angeles Lakers, the voice line, the pod line is going to be popping off. And so it was after Wednesday. That is where we will start. You have one new message. Hey, guys, Sixers showed resiliency with tonight's win. That's the word I'm going with. Feels like game in the last couple of years. They couldn't have maintained some of those runs the Lakers went on at the end. But good to see him pull it out. The R word, Lauren Rosen, was a common resurfacing used word in the mailbag with the voicemails, with the Instagram submissions, some of the comments we got on Twitter. That R word is what we heard Andrew Devlin reference, resiliency. He talked about loving the resiliency. Great to see the 76ers pull that one out. He said, and I agree, I'm not sure if teams in the past would have had it in them to see that win through to withstand the late Lakers run, but the medal tested by the 76ers and they prevailed. Well, I won't offer my opinion. I'll let Tobias Harris offer his. The very first thing that he said in his media availability last night was that he was impressed by the resilience of his team. That was his word as well last night. So these fans are really in tune with the way that the players are feeling clearly. And I agree with Tobias wholeheartedly. I do think that the resilience, the metal, the fight, the heart that the team showed in the fourth quarter was really something special and hopefully something that they can remember that they know how to do as they move forward into more challenging late game scenarios. Late game scenario against the Lakers, one of the most challenging, and I thought it was great the Sixers found a way, and in particular for Tobias Harris, to rise to the occasion. We talked about this on our Friday deep dive with Devon Givens when we went all in about Tobias Harris, but I thought it was super symbolic to see Tobias shine in a moment like that. He's been great all season long. We know he's making an all-star case, but game was on the line against the defending champs, rose up and knocked down a huge shot. You mentioned the all-star case. I think it's interesting that all of his teammates, anytime they have a chance, are saying, hey, guys, I, I think Tobias Harris is an all-star. Ben Simmons has said it. Joel Embiid has said it. Shake Milton has said it. Matisse Seibel has said it. Often unprompted. The, the team is reminding us, the fans, the viewers, the voters, to go out and vote for Tobias Harris for all-star. I do think he's never made a better case, and things are starting to line up in a way that he could make that first all-star team this year. Andrew, thank you very much. Next. You have one new message. I gotta say that the Sixers showed resilience with tonight's win. After we gave up that big run to go down, I thought there was no way that they could make that last shot. And I was really scared that they were going to try to force it to Embiid. So it was really nice to see that they gave it to Tobias, who was a hot hand. I feel like in past years, that's a shot they would have tried to force inside and Embiid would have been doubled and the game would have been over. So it's really nice to see us still trying to come up with that win at the end of the game and for us not to fold after a big run. Another voicemail with the R word, resilience. And yes, it was nice to see Tobias Harris get it with the hot hand. And I thought it was interesting that the point was brought up that in the past, perhaps, the Sixers might have tried to force feed Joel Embiid the basketball. And we know that in previous seasons, Joe has been prone to turnovers, and he certainly knows it as well in late-game crunch time situations when he gets doubled. But in this spot, the Sixers, they looked at their options, they didn't force it, and they let the play naturally progress to the option, which was Tobias. And why not? Tobias, be confident, think quickly, be decisive, drill it. And he did it. And Tobias said that that's a shot that he's practiced. It's an opportunity that he's practiced. He said he visualizes it. We know Tobias is a big med meditation guy. And 
it may not seem like it makes a difference, but in that type of situation, if he's really visualized himself having that shot go down in that situation over and over and over again, that cannot be underestimated. So you have to shout out Tobias for working on his game and his confidence, but also for working on the mental game, because that's such a huge thing. And you'd imagine it'll continue to be really big in such a crazy, weird season. Tobias clearly has a handle on his physical game, but also on his mental game. And I think that that's awesome. To quote a wise man, cash out, go home, open a bottle of wine. Okay, or something can like I ask that. you a question? Yeah, when sure. did he say that? I missed he, that. He said that to the great Tom McGinnis during their post-game radio interview after the game oh, on Wednesday. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because I saw the quote, and I was like, that is a heck of a quote. But I didn't <laughs> hear it. That's awesome. I love that for him. I think T-Mac was a little bit thrown off at first because Tobias, that was his drop mic, literally. He said it to Tom, took the headset off, dropped it, and off he went. I love you that. You would presume to go home and open a bottle of wine. That's awesome. That's really great. More from the pod line. You have one new message. The Sixers showed gut, poise, and resilience, and Tobias made a great clutch shot to win that game. Go Sixers. Three great words, gut, poise, resilience. Tobias embodied all of that. I like short voicemails. I like long voicemails. I like medium voicemails. I'm loving the fact that we're getting some of these voicemails. And Wednesday was certainly an opportunity for fans to to get excited, as T-Mac would say. Uh, but, yes, I think gut, poise, um, even though there's no fans in the building, even though it's still early in the regular season, I think for the Sixers, that was one of the biggest things. On I think that for the Sixers players, this game against the Lakers really mattered. It really did matter, and I agree that seeing Tobias hit the final shot really mattered it showed that while Joel really is playing like an MVP this team also has other guys that can get the job done under the brightest lights against the biggest opponents I agree I think mentally that game has to have been huge and then when you look at the two games that came after that they fended off a surging Lakers team then they toppled the Timberwolves and beat them very handily in the second half And then they had a comeback win. They had three distinct types of wins that now they know after just this week's body of work, they can win in a lot of different ways. And I think that's a really special thing to establish early in the season. Fully in concurrence and agreement. The voicemails have been good. Let us get to some more. You have one new message. The Sixers tonight showed inconsistent cojones. They were awesome awesome taking these guys on these big big players of the lakers they were not afraid to not back down they were all over them defensively clearly i don't have to explain the inconsistent part as the fourth quarter was disgusting but that's what you like to see do not back down from lebron do not back down from ad mb just being a monster i mean matisse Thybul just going head to head with these guys again just taking on the other team's superstar and getting them all sorts of riled up at the underscore big underscore CEO. Philly Unite, let's go. How about this phrase? I'm, I'm going to, uh, I don't know how and where I'll use it in my life, but I, I did like the phrase, Lauren. Inconsistent cojones. <laughs> and then a full-fledged explanation of said phrase, inconsistent cojones. The, the purity and rawness of this call was great from the excitement and saying it was awesome for the Sixers to fend off the Lakers to saying that the fourth quarter was disgusting which in many ways the fourth quarter was kind of gross uh, <laughs> at times against the Lakers but yeah um, wrapping up the call with the Philly Unite let's go Sixers 
Love that enthusiasm. But yes, we've talked about it. Joel Embiid was a monster in that game. Also love the shout out to Matisse Thibel going head to head with some of the superstar power uh, that the league has and certainly matching up with LeBron. He had three steals to Matisse in that game against the Lakers. It's cool the way that Matisse's reputation is clearly growing around the league. And of course, we here are big Matisse Thibel fans on the broadcast. But even if you're not a, a day one Matisse Thibel fan, you know who he is now. LeBron James said that he is going to take extra care of the ball when he's guarded by Matisse. And this is only the third time LeBron James has ever been guarded by Matisse. And he remembers that he's got to take care. We saw him get under the skin of Blake Griffin, who maybe what isn't the player that he once was, but is still a very respected player in this league who's been defended by a lot of guys over the years. And he was irritated by Matisse Thibel. Then you saw him lock down the guards in Minnesota. And obviously last night in the fourth quarter in his natural habitat of the zone, he's just been shining lately. And it was cool to also see him get his offensive game going last night, because I think almost in a Ben Simmonsy way, there's a lot of focus on what Matisse doesn't do super well, when instead maybe we should just be focusing on the elite skills that these players have, because clearly they're yielding wins for the Sixers. Inconsistent cojones. Again, love the phrase. I think you can have inconsistent cojones as long as, as there's more consistency to the cojones than inconsistencies, which in the end against the Lakers, I think there was more consistent cojones. I don't know. I might be analyzing this too deeply. We could just but quit while we're ahead. I'm not sure if it, if, <laughs> if it is worth our while to continue this conversation, at least on this topic. I don't know that I'm an authority on the matter. I, I, I hear you. I hear the fans. I think the team has been great in fourth quarters, despite the tough one on Wednesday. It was cool to see them get it done no matter what in a lot of fourth quarters now. We got one more in the mailbag. Let's get to it. You have one new message. Amazing win versus the Lakers at home. I wish Wells Fargo Center was full, but still an amazing win. And I can't believe we're still undefeated uh, with all five starters. Thank you. And yes, we'll end it on a sentimental note. Certainly wish we could all have been at the center and it have been full-throated with fans, 20,000-plus um, also agree that it's pretty amazing the Sixers are still undefeated um, when all their starters play. But yeah, it would have been a great game for the fans to have been there for sure. Yes, that was one of my immediate thoughts, being in the building on Wednesday, just the whole game wishing the fans could have been there. There were moments they would have loved. There are moments they would have hated. There are moments that they would have laughed at. There was a lot of stuff going on that Sixers fans are always able to pick up when pick up on when they're in the building. And I think maybe more than the rest of the season, I, I wished that the fans could have been there with us. So as we always say, we hope you're doing well. We hope you're staying safe, and we cannot wait to see you back in the center whenever it is safe. Loved all the voicemails that rolled in this past week. A lot, obviously, about the Lakers. Again, save the number, 215-403-PODS, 215-403-7637. Literally, any time of the day, week, morning, noon, or night, you have a 76er thought, comment, take. You want to get off your mind, just call us, leave us a message. We kind of give preferential treatment to some of our voicemail callers as far as who wins the swag bag. And to that end, everyone whose voicemail we just played, that's five of you, you're all getting a Sixers swag bag. So thank you for rocking on the phone lines. Love that. That's awesome. Try to be generous. It's been so fun to hear from you guys. So seriously, if you're thinking about maybe sending a voicemail and you haven't done it yet, maybe this is the sign. I'm giving you a sign from the universe. Send us a voicemail. Send us a note. We're always happy to hear from you guys, and we'll try to answer as many as possible. The mailbag continues in just a moment. I want to take a quick second to remind you of our programming slate here on the 76ers Podcast Network main feed. 
Every Monday, it's Mailbag Monday with myself and Lauren Rosen. Every other Tuesday, it's Coat Check with Matt Murphy, the official podcast of the Delaware Bluecoats, the 76ers G League affiliate. Every other Thursday, it is Tom's Talks with the one and only radio voice of the 76ers, the incomparable Tom McGinnis. And then on Fridays, it's our weekly deep dive with the man, Devon Givens. We also have a brand new show on a brand new feed. It's called The Scoop. It's essentially a daily five-minute 76ers update that comes to you first thing every morning. All you got to do is search 76ers Scoop wherever you get your pods to subscribe or follow along. Yes, we still got a lot more in the mailbag. That's because the responses on at Sixers IG was phenomenal when we sent out our Sunday mailbag questions. So thank you for everyone who responded. Uh, There were hundreds of responses. We sadly cannot do a 24-hour mailbag. So we went through, tried to pick a few, but keep them coming for next week. You'll always have a chance to win. The question that we asked uh, on at Sixers IG was, what stood out the most to you about Tobias Harris and his start to the season Let's hear what you all said. You have one new message. Lauren, we were talking about that win over the Lakers. The one word that kept resurfacing in some of the voicemails was resilience. When it comes to Tobias Harris, there are a couple key buzzwords that a lot of the fans out there used. One from Drew, 2.10, quick decision-making, and here's the first key buzzword, confidence. Tobias has been such a pleasure to watch. I could not agree more. The guy is averaging 20.5 points, shooting 51.5% from the field, 46.5% from three, and nearly 83.5% from the line, while averaging seven rebounds and two and a half assists. I think Celt is interesting. In in the first, let's say, year and a half that Tobias was with the Sixers, we drew a lot of attention to the type of leader he is, the type of player he is off the court, the way he interacts with, cares about his teammates, cares about his new city of Philadelphia. And those were sort of the things that we would lead with. And we would add that his game has also been very good, very solid. It's almost flipped now. And I do think that it's time to note that Tobias Harris continues to be an extremely good vocal leader for this team. He's been playing out of his mind, but he's also been backing it up, being one of the best leaders, one of the best teammates in this league. You hear his teammates talk about it all the time. Shake Milton specifically yesterday reminded us that Tobias is always being vocal. He's always checking in. We know he has a history of checking in with the guys that are injured, the guys that are in the G League, offering his guidance wherever he can. I've just been so impressed with Tobias off the court since he got to Philadelphia, and now it's really cool to see the people of Philadelphia respecting him on the court too. I'm just really happy for the way that this is this is coming along for him in all facets of, of the Tobias Harris NBA character. He certainly seems in this season to be knowing thyself. He is locked in and like Drew210 said, a pleasure to watch. All right, moving on. You have one new message. I really like this one, Lauren. Joe Papp1229. Tobias is looking the most confident he's been in a Sixers uniform here's the part I really like and that dog is coming out I love the dog I want more dog and Tobias Harris has shown I think more of a mean streak whether it's the jam he had against the Timberwolves late in the game on Friday night or that big basket in the third quarter against the Lakers to get the Sixers back up by uh, I think it was four points staring back down the court I see a killer instinct in Tobias Harris this year. Not to say he never had it before, but I feel like it's coming out more. Well, something I really like about Tobias's game is that he really doesn't showboat. And, and any time that he does show a little bit of emotion or a little satisfaction, at least with physicality, it's a little understated. He's never doing too much. He's never 
overplaying a moment. If anything, he underplays it and you want to see more of that emotion, that snarl, that mean mug from Tobias. It's been cool to see the way that he's started dipping his toe into some celebrations and only in moments where they're truly worthy. Tobias is never going to celebrate something that's not worth a celebration. And honestly, I respect that. Completely agree. Joe Pap, one, two, two, nine. Cheers. Thank you. And yeah, let's see some more of that dog. You have one new message. One of our regular Instagram commenters for the Monday Mailbag is Snacks2000. I also like some of the stylings of this message. What stood out to you about Tobias Harris is what we asked. That Doc has the Toby cheat code. He's much more decisive when he catches the ball. That makes him better. And I think we can go back to day one when Doc was asked to give a diagnosis of what he thinks Tobias Harris could use. And it was more decisiveness in a way of saying it, just making quicker decisions. And you can see it. You don't need to. I'm going to give you some numbers in a second, but you can, to the naked eye, see how much more decisive Tobias has been. I am with you there, Felt. He is making quick decisions. Doris Burke had a similar thought. He, Doris said that Tobias is being led by Doc Rivers, the Tobias Harris whisperer. And I like that. They clearly have a lot of mutual respect, too, though. There's a really good relationship there between Doc and Tobias. And I think Doc is allowing Tobias to play confidently, encouraging it, encouraging him to take over. And Tobias is answering the call. It has been cool. I think there was a lot of expectation of of what could happen when these two reunited. And it's been cool to see them live up to the hype. Tobias tied with Seth Curry for the team lead in just over five and a half catch and shoot points per game. Obviously, the bulk of that coming on three-pointers. Tobias shooting 47% on catch and shoot opportunities. That is fantastic, and I think it underscores how decisive and quickly Tobias has been making decisions this season. Thank you, Snacks to Triple Zero. You have one new message. Couple rapid fire here, Lauren. Two comments that kind of speak to the same thing. First from J. Reem Beats. Tobias has been a knockdown shooter and our go-to guy after Embiid. And then Luke.Nagel11 says Tobias' confidence to take the last shot in big games and take over the game. That's what stood out. Couldn't agree more. And listen, we've heard for a while now, who's going to be that second option after Joel Embiid? Tobias is planting his flag and his fourth quarter numbers have been so good. And I like, we continue to talk about his accuracy from the field, 51.4% from the field, 46.4% from three. Those are both career highs for Tobias. And all season long, you hear people say, okay, those have got to come down a little. Those are going to have to sort of mellow out a little. But he is really, really sustaining those numbers, if not improving upon those numbers. And it's worth, I'm going to just say it again, 51.4% from the field, 46.4% from three. That is just so good, Celts. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. You are, in fact, totally correct. And looking more closely at the fourth quarter in general, nobody on the 76ers is a better plus-minus this season in fourth quarters than Tobias Harris. He's averaging nearly five points a game in the fourth. Feels like that number could be a little bit higher. Um, Shooting 51% in the fourth and 50% from three, uh, a little bit more than 75% from the free throw line. So I think that uh, really what you're looking for Tobias to be is that knockdown jump shooter in the fourth quarter. Um, The other guys who can get to the free throw line – and listen, Tobias has uh, has been that. He's been a big reason why I think the Sixers are the best fourth quarter team in the league. No doubt about it. I've loved everything I've seen from Tobias in fourth quarters. And it's cool that Tobias has become one of those players where when the ball leaves his hands, especially in the fourth quarter, you just think it's going in. And that's an intangible quality that I don't think we can track with data. But 
I know other people are feeling it. It just feels like his shots are going to be pure, no matter what. Jay Ream beats and Luke Nagel, 11. Thank you. Moving on. You have one new message. Salim Akil Sr. says Tobias has been aggressive on the defensive side while staying consistent on the offensive side. I think, as we've discussed, yes, his offensive game has grown and become more efficient, but defensively, we've seen progress. I mean, look at, you know, I'm thinking about that play when he tied up Marcus Saul late against the Lakers last Wednesday. Um, I think Tobias has definitely, definitely been showing signs of progress on the defensive end. Averaging a block per game, which is more than he has averaged since 2012, it appears. So that's very impressive that you can rely on him to really get his hands in there. Tobias is bigger than I think a lot of people might give him credit for. He can really lock down a lot of different positions and clearly can do it at the rim as well, which has been awesome to see because like you said, he's been emphasizing defense for years and it's really cool to get to see him reap the rewards of that work. Love all the love for Tobias Harris in the mailbag this week. We got time for one more in the mailbag. You have one new message. This is a general holistic question, Lauren, and it comes from MDKane923. How big do you think it was for the Sixers mentally to beat the Pacers without Joel Embiid? You rock the postgame Zoom media availabilities, Lauren. You tell the people what the guys were saying, because I think that that is telling about how they reacted to winning without Joe. Well, look, Celts, we've talked about the good vibes surrounding this team a lot, sometimes in jest, sometimes in seriousness. The good vibes, I think, are actually something that are worth keeping track of at this point. And every player that spoke to media last night, I believe there were five of them total. They just brought smiles. They were all wearing masks, but you could tell that they were smiling. They were happy. There was a little bit of relief there. There was definitely a little bit of release there. But this was a group of guys that was just so thrilled for one another. They were happy that they could each bring their own skills to the table. They were happy that they pulled off something rather improbable when you look at how things were going at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So I do think, at least for the next few days, this win is going to feel really good for these guys. They worked hard for it. We saw Joel Embiid getting really excited for them on the bench as well. So we know the big fella must feel good about what his teammates were able to do in his absence. I think to answer the question of what this does for confidence, they probably always knew that they could do this. This is a very confident team, but the vibes, I would venture to guess, having been on the road before, but not on the road this season, I think the road vibes right now are probably as high as they've ever been, at least among this group. Now they've got two days idle before trying to wrap up this road trip with a sweep on Wednesday against the Hornets. Look ahead, you got the Portland Trailblazers at home the night after that, then Brooklyn at home on Saturday. So another big week on the horizon for the Sixers. Perhaps most important, Joel Embiid is going to get at least four full days of rest because he didn't play, and the Sixers won on Sunday, and the Sixers are idle for the next two days. Amazing mailbag. Thank you, everyone, as we shut it down for this week. I love it. Undefeated week begets great action and engagement on the pod line and in our social mailbag. So thank you to everyone out there. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. Keep them coming. All right. On the docket for the rest of this week, a new episode of Coat Check from the Bubble in Disney World. Matt Murphy, our guy, the best. He's going to talk with Connor Johnson, head coach of the Blue Coats. You can hear that Tuesday in your feed, probably middle of the day. Then later in the week, we have our Friday deep dive with Devon Givens. That is, of course, on Friday. 
Also be look out for the launch of a new February miniseries, Black History Month Inspirations. We'll hit you with a pod with that a couple times this month. Also a few video and feature packages. So our Black History Month Inspiration series is coming out. Kudos to our guy Nick McCain for driving point on that project once again this year. Lauren, thank you very much. Thank you, Phil. And for all of our people out there who submitted and we played your message or read your comment for Mailbag Monday, we will be getting in touch with you if your name is picked at random for a Sixers swag bag. So be on the lookout in your DMs or via text. Thank you. We'll talk to you later this week. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.